This episode of Unlocked is brought to you by ForHims.com. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Unlocked 344. It is IGN's Xbox show hitting you every week right in the eardrums and or the eyeballs, depending on how you like to uh, consume this thing. (laughs) It's uh, May 2nd. God, we're into May already. So that means E3 is right around the corner. (laughs) A month away, dude. Which will be great. No, it'll be great to to see what's doing at E3. But in the meantime, uh, there is a lot going on. I want to tell you about what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Got a ton of great feedback on last week's episode 343, where we just reminisced about Halo and just did our own little ranking of uh, our favorite 10 Halo multiplayer maps ever. And uh, I'll I'll explain why we're going to do vehicles this week. A little shorter segment. We'll just do a top five Halo vehicles ever. That should be fun. Plus, the Red Dead Redemption 2 third trailer has hit. We'll discuss that. Alana got to go see and play Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I want to hear definitely about how that was. Microsoft, uh, it's a story we didn't get to last week, uh, wrapped up in a bit of a strange lawsuit involving multiple game engines for uh, first-party games. And let's see, Phil Spencer's been tweeting about E3 and some April Xbox One dashboard updates that you can now make sure to go ahead and download. All right. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. To my right today, Miranda Sanchez. Hello. Welcome. We've got Alana Pierce, of hey, course, in her usual spot here. And uh, subbing in, we've got uh, Brandon's out sick. Hope he's feeling a little better. We've got our friend Destin Legary. I snuck in on this side. Yes. <laughs> it's a yeah. whole different perspective. So, uh, trivia leaderboard? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't nope, think I've ever gotten to do trivia. So, Brandon and I have to always switch every week because we yeah. always want that side. Uh, oh really? Yeah. yeah so, so you're on I the bad side in. right now. Yeah. Oh, you usually set up. Like yeah, right. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was Destin's old, the old yeah. school spot. We could just switch. <laughs> I like that side better. I'm sure, I'm sure the editor would appreciate. Wait, that. you? No, I think we're <laughs> Oh, you could have just sat over here. I, I didn't know yeah. who was out today. Oh, it's all right. I was trying to be polite. Yeah, why don't you just go swap our schedule? Okay, sorry, guys. Anyway, I want to start. So, so much awesome feedback on the show last week. Really appreciate that. That is, I mean, honestly. It really, <laughs> it really is uh, heartwarming and energizing to get so many people saying, "Oh, love the show last week," and just I'm glad we could be a a vessel through which people could could uh, go down happy Halo memory lane. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, and not a lot of vehement disagreements to our the, the top ten maps list we made. You know, yeah. people have their favorites. There are a couple that we didn't include that people wanted, but it yeah. seemed like most people were cool with Lockout. Like yeah. most people are like, yeah, I agree. Lockout, Zanzibar, and yeah. the Blood yeah. Gulch family of yeah. multiplayer maps. It's kind of funny. You guys have been revisiting all the the Halo maps and uh, what we're doing today. And uh, over the weekend, I actually rewatched all of the cutscenes from Halo 4 and Halo 5. Nice. Oh. I'm just like, I feel like this is the year. <laughs> I like, hope so. Yeah. It'd be nice. Well, well, we're, what they do with the story. I think we're bound to see it, at least, at E3 in some capacity. The yeah. question is just, what's the release date? Will it be... Fall 2018, will will they yeah. end up being a 2019 game? But mm-hmm. uh, real quick, while we're on the nostalgic trip, wanted to just pop this open. This is out now. The Duke has returned. Seamus Blackley, the creator of the original Xbox, had, of course, spearheaded this, got Phil Spencer to sign off on it. There it is, the Duke. This is the actual one you'll be buying in stores oh, in its box. So cool. I know, Alana, you're waiting on your pre-order to Yeah, arrive. I pre-ordered it through... Uh, GameStop because I think you maybe had to. It might have even been Can an I exclusive. Hold it? Yes, I don't please. remember. But I pre-ordered it and I haven't gotten it yet. And all these people like sharing their emails saying that like d- different stores didn't get enough get enough inventory. Oh, no. So it's oh. like there's been a pre-order disaster, no, no, and I'm getting good. really worried about it. I'm like, please let me get. Looks mine. pretty cool. Well, we uh, have one here you can borrow. In the meantime. lighter than it would be. It's not mine. <laughs> Behind the scenes, our video producer is like, oh, I gotta go adjust the camera. Yeah, I felt so bad. It's like sorry. <laughs> 
but yeah, it is it is a wired controller. It's so it big. It's we did a we managed to Seamus was kind enough to send one out uh, to us first. So we did we managed to get the first unboxing up, and there is clearly a lot of love for the Duke because wow. that unboxing video has over half a million views on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, which for for any video is great. For an unboxing video, that's, that's real good. Yeah. So a lot of lot of love for the Duke. I was really hoping it was charged so that I could just turn it on. It's wired. Yeah, it's wired. Here's your here's your nine right. foot, uh, eight or nine foot oh, USB that's good. cable. It's lengthy. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good length mm. cable. It but, feels uh, too big. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to hear more and see sort of better, sexier, up-close shots uh, of it, check out our unboxing, yes, on YouTube or IGN. So we'll just leave that out for the duration of this. Whoa, oh, that, that slid a lot. I'm glad that didn't go off the table. Uh, it breaks. It breaks <laughs> okay. one of the TVs. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Phil so, just, like, comes down from the heavens to give you a disapproving look. <laughs> He, uh, we'll be talking about Phil a little bit. He was taken to Twitter to to talk E3 a little. Yeah, but first, yeah, I thought we'd just follow up last week. So one of the my favorite thing that came out of last week's just fun internal our little top ten Halo multiplayer map rankings was Max Hoberman jumped in on in reply to my tweet and just started like he basically took it over, but in the very <laughs> best of ways because he started putting in like little fun facts. About uh, hey, Max Hoberman, by the way, I should back up the multiplayer lead on Halo Two. Former mm-hmm. Bungie, now he uh, he's the founder uh, and the, the boss man over at Certain Affinity, who does a lot of multiplayer stuff. On they've done Halo maps, Halo map packs, uh, Call of Duty stuff. They've did uh, the, the multiplayer on Doom in 2016, and uh, forget what there. I think they've uh, there's like one or two other big projects of theirs I'm leaving out. But anyway, so it was really cool to see Max jump in there. And he just started started dropping a bunch of fun facts. And he said, hey, this was really fun. I'd love to see you guys do another segment sometime on the vehicles. So I, thought, I was, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's do it right now. What do I have for time <laughs> yeah. on this podcast? Uh, now, the, there are not 110 vehicles, yeah. drivable vehicles, as there are playable multiplayer maps. So I think we should probably do this as a top five. Okay. okay. But I thought we would just – ready? Miranda's, she is ready armed and ready. She's already got notes. I already ranked them. It's, it's <laughs> oh, we did it. Okay, Sorry. great. We'll We're just done. move on. Uh, so this is for you, Max Hoberman, and this this should be a fun exercise. Uh, we're just going to go with the the vehicle family because I know there are three Warthog variants. There are a bunch couple, of ghosts. We're of, yeah, some so ghosts, my, so. my question is, how are we ranking these? Are we ranking these on fun. how good they are in a certain th- – how, no. how fun just they are to drive? Much, which, what do They're you, just our favorites, right? Oh, desert okay. Island. So hard to answer. Desert, oh, Desert Island. Island Which one vehicles? could you take with you? Yeah. Whoa. What's your favorite? We can all I agree like the that's... ghost is number one. Yeah, well, I thought that was number one. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Let me just give you the list yeah. first. <laughs> so, thank you. Yes, the <laughs> ghost. I would say I have. There's the Warthog one. family, uh, uh, which includes, correct. of course, really the, yeah. the, uh, the um, Normal Rocket, Rocket Warthog and the Gauss, Gauss mm-hmm. Warthog as well, in addition Gauss, to the standard. I believe so. Yeah, or I, I think Goss. Goss. Some people are Goss. I said people. I think I said Goss before. Goss cannon, Gauss cannon. Oh, no, I'm from Texas. I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> <it wrong?" laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, you've got the mongoose, the mantis, of course, the banshee, the hornet, uh, the saber 
from only made one appearance ever. Is that Reach? Where you go to space? Halo Reach. Yeah, yeah. people just cross uh, it out. It's like, doesn't well, you, no, <laughs> that one's great. Yeah, I, it I think should, you, it's yeah. never you know. You, there's no multiplayer yeah. usage of it, but I thought but you do actually get to use it in campaigns. So I thought we would include it here. That is a really great mission. Yeah. in Halo, probably the best Fantastic. mission in Halo Reach, in my opinion. What about um, the end? Let's not get into this. <laughs> Let's not go down that road. Uh, you've got, the, of course, the ghost we already mentioned. Then the Wraith, the Covenant tank there. Uh, the Spectre, which I, I reminisced a little bit about last week. The Covenant Warthog oh. that was rarely seen in Halo 2, both in single player and <laughs> multiplayer. Uh, the Scorpion, of course. The Brute Chopper, the, uh, one of the signature vehicles of Halo 3, which has since disappeared. And the Phaeton, which was uh, the Halo Five, Halo Five sort of Professor X like jet, except only one person could could fit in it. Where do we start? So we're, I'm here. Go. We've, we've ghost got it for number one. I really thought I'd be alone, even when oh, like no. I, I started it's reading this. I was, like, I was surely it's ghost. Right? Yeah, I was a tad <laughs> worried that people would be contest that because it's like, well, the ghost, you're independent. You can kind of drift a little bit. It's really great. It has great hijacking animations. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, it has a great speed boost. I think yep. that's important. Oh, you've had an argument. Yeah. And, and um, it has probably one of the best explosions. So. Well, Rand it's also like, so much fun. <laughs> argument. There it is. It's also so much this. fun to stick. She's not yeah. wrong it's about it. I mean, yeah. Remember, it's, of course, it's hey, number one. Yeah. <laughs> we talked last week about how just enthralling the run-up to Halo 2 was. And mm-hmm. part of that was... Remember the first time playing multiplayer at that E3 behind closed doors? Uh, boarding was new. Boarding mm-hmm. was added. You couldn't do it in mm-hmm. Halo One. The first you could, but in Halo Two, you know, you just hold X if they get close enough and steal that ghost, <laughs> punch them right out. The people so in it is good. very satisfying because, like, if you're in a in a map that has hills and you just they drive just over them from the hills, like it's just so satisfying. <laughs> yeah, What's it called? Splatter? Is that yeah. the mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, very, very I'm very glad we all agree on Ghost. Uh, but, I was a bit well, worried. Hold on. No, you're wrong. Like, no, it's <laughs> three to one. Are you sure? It's Can you good. really counter my argument? I have to say, There's only one other vehicle on this I'm, list I could see anywhere well, close to competing. I'm shocked that the Warthog is not the consensus number one, that it is the Ghost. I yeah. I, I would go Warthog. I, I mean, even put Warthog as two. I would, I would put it probably as two, but because you have to rely on somebody else to either drive or be your gunner, mm-hmm. it just... It puts it down a little bit. That could be a positive, though, in that, theory. Well, I do like I that. Runs, I, <laughs> so my thing is that it's kind of garbage to drive. Yep. No! No, it's yeah. not I, no. I like yeah. it a lot. How many, times, how many times in multiplayer did somebody who didn't know how to kind drive get in? You roll it immediately. <laughs> I'm a good Warthog driver. I pride myself on my That's Warthog true. driving skills. It, it is. It's but a Ryan, skill. Ryan, the thing is that skill is not transferable to anything else. Because nothing else controls like the Warthog. Exactly. dumb to drive. No! <laughs> I enjoy it a lot. It controls like butt. Oh, <laughs> you're so, oh, you. Warthog's like number five for me. Ooh, wow. I'd put, wow. It, I'd put it at yeah. probably three. Oh, I put it. Kill it. You can't deny two. that it controls like butt. Okay, but what would we put it at two? Because I think I'm. I I'm like probably putting I'm it at two. I'm going Scorpion for two. The I was going to go Scorpion for two as well. Oh, yeah. Can. Well, um, yeah. Now we get into the weeds. So no, yeah. wait, hold on. So all right, awards. <laughs> the ghost is number is our number one. That yeah. is that is um, I'm clearly outvoted there. Which I mean, I you know, hey, love much love for the ghost. Mm-hmm. But uh, am I getting any support for the warthog at number two on Me. this top? Yeah. Yes. Like, oh. I think it has great variations. I think having the option to work with your teammates and maneuvering it is really right. important. It's also fast. It has a good little horn. 
It is oh, also wait. awesome. <laughs> it falls off the side of things very easily. Yeah, you can it like, rolls use, like, if you hit a rock. You just flip. Yeah, it just rolls. <laughs> it is reason. also great, uh, even though, I mean, the real the real loser in a warthog situation really is the, the passenger. passenger. Yeah. It, no, that's it's why you, almost that's impossible why you, uh, to kill anybody. You try to force um, one of the NPCs to get in. Right. Hopefully they have a rocket launcher. Well, but in multiplayer, <laughs> though. In multiplayer. Okay, in multiplayer, See, even sure. on the Scorpion, the people who are sitting on the side still can actually do damage because it's mm. steady enough. Well, it's slow enough. But it's so slow. You get picked off so easy if you're Side, so. Use the rocket until you have one rocket, give it to an NPC, <laughs> and then take their weapon. But the fun thing about being the passenger, the, the, the useful part is, it is great when you just load up, you've got three of you in a warthog, and then you just head to the enemy base, and you, you know, maybe the driver sits there, and the other two hop out, go wreak some havoc, grab the flag, and if just one of them makes it back in with the flag, and you're gone, it feels so good. I, I agree with that. Except the part where you have to get there feels like butt. <laughs> Everything oh. you're describing about what you like is about getting out of the warthog and doing <laughs> it. No, it's not. <laughs> I like no. getting there and then getting out of it and doing the stuff. <laughs> it's, it, it, it is. What's your number three? Strategies pr- positively. Well, I, I would definitely have it in the top five, but I want to have a banshee in there as well. Oh, We're I getting, have that mm, as number yeah. three. We're getting there. Okay. All right. So, so I'm going to be way off base. So the we're, rest of the we're split on. We have two votes for the Warthog at number two. We're split. Two votes for the Scorpion. Yeah. I don't oh, know no. what we do here. I don't know how to, how to <laughs> well, solve this. Well, what since you're was, the host, you get more power. Do I get, do I get a host privilege? That's not how that works, Miranda. What, what's everybody's sure? number three? No. I mean, do we have any concerns? I actually would have said Warthog was my number three, probably. I, I had Banshee as number three. Okay. I would probably... Banshee's also mm. a good number three, but Scorpion's I already good. said Warthog's five for me, so... Dang. I'm not... Not on the same page as y'all. I mean, because it drives I, like butt. Like, you yeah, said. I. Yeah. You know what? I'm. I probably would have gone ghost, scorpion, banshee, warthog. So another thing, but with the warthog is you have to consider that it is one of the few tactical, de- like, vehicles where you can actually load up more than like two people and really get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, like, I really what like if it flips. <laughs> Then you get back in. <laughs> then you but have a better. Flip. Then you kill your driver to take over. You see, for the <laughs> other entries, for me, I want the weird stuff, the stuff we only got to try out once or twice because most of the vehicles on this list we played a lot of. So yeah, I really I like think the there's saber. a good reason for that too. Yeah. Well, the whole saber missions is cool. It's designed around the vehicle and being able to yeah. fly in space and yeah. breaking through the stratosphere and everything. It's really, really yeah, a I'm fun not moment that. in Reach. Uh, I played Reach, but I don't remember that mission. Somehow. I don't, I don't remember a lot of that. It's the it. only thing I liked about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Destiny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What about Armor Lock? <laughs> yeah. What about it? <laughs> All right. Um, I'm calling it Warthog at number two. Miranda oh. gave me host okay. privilege. Okay. So I mean, you had a planet. I'm exercising. So what's number three, Ryan? <laughs> so for number three, sounds like there's there's a Banshee contingent. Uh, I mean, you have two be, votes at number three be, for Scorpion. Yeah, it has now. to be Scorpion. That's, what if we put well, that's our democracy. It what if we put it at 2.5? <laughs> are we doing oh, another one in? No, no this is no. just don't worry about it. No, I'm okay with it being three. Okay. I am I am good. I'm good with the scorpion at, at three. That's how me. I okay. do love that yeah. scorpion. Okay. It is okay. fun. I got a question for y'all. Scorpion at three. Uh the mongoose it, it doesn't control grade, you kind of spin out a lot, but it created a lot of fun multiplayer modes. Focused mm-hmm. around the mongoose. So, True. like, where does that fall for you guys? See, I, I think I, I feel about the mongoose like you apparently feel about the warthog. So, but I'm I want to clarify that I am a warthog fan, but but in a way that's like I love it because it's dumb. 
<laughs> like, I love that it's very difficult to control when you're trying to speed somewhere on a countdown timer. It's like, I kind of appreciate that about it. Mongoose is aim mongoose, straight, go that direction, get off of it, and don't use it again. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of the mongoose. I would not put uh, it on my top. I would like to point out just one fun fact. I wish I had thought to dig up the, the magazine to show you all as proof, but in 2003, maybe, we did a cover story with OXM on Halo 2. I mentioned those last week, but... That we had a screenshot of something that never came to be. Oh. In Halo 2, there were going to be other Warthog variants. Hmm. There was one. Mm-hmm. We have a screenshot of it. It's, it exists. You can probably find it on the internet. It was a, it was a Warthog with gullwing doors like a DeLorean and, and four snow treads. So it was going to be oh. for a winter, like a winter warthog, mm. like a snowmobile warthog. And they were just like, nah, let them slide it, around. It just it didn't make the cut. It didn't, <laughs> That's didn't cool. make it into the final that game. That would have been cool. Um, anyway, all right. So, Ghost One, Warthog Two. Are we good on Scorpion at three? Then? I am. Yep. Yeah. Yes. It's already circled. So okay. So now, <laughs> sorry, Ben is like, no, it's been decided. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. The, the final two, um, Banshee gets my number four vote. Yes. Banshee's a great vehicle. I, I hate the Banshee. Really. I hate my it. thing with the banshee is any time like, that I see one, I'm excited. I'm like, hell yeah, that's a yeah, banshee. You, you hear it coming too. Like it's so unique in that. Like, and the way the that is when it the sound design is great. Something, yeah. yeah, right. And when you're in firefight and and you realize like in the single player campaign, this there's, there's one in the area. It just like changes everything. Yeah. It changes how you have to approach everything. I can like never hit anything. I get out and fall to my death all the time. <laughs> I, like, I like, have yeah. that before. Yeah, also, uh, yeah. same Sounds with like the, you need a little bit of help. Yeah, I'm not great with the banshee. And then what was the human equivalent? The uh, the the hornet, hornet. the hornet. Yeah, yeah. I also yeah. not a big fan of that. The hornet's a little better because it has VTL. lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, and I was able to control that a lot better. Anytime I could ditch the banshee for that, I would go. No, the, the what's, go that way. My best banshee UNSC. memories yeah. are of either boarding it in midair and like mm-hmm. just throwing Close someone months. out, uh, or if they try to swoop down to just splatter you, <laughs> and you can just. Get a get a plasma sticky grenade. Oh yeah, there, and then they're like, boom. Yeah, it's really remember in multiplayer like, where somebody would just get the banshee and get a bunch of kills because they just sit outside of the thing and shoot at you in Halo Two. That well, was not super in, frustrating. But, in, but no, but in two though, mm-hmm. remember that's when they the, the counter to that was they made the lock on for rocket. the rocket. Rocket's if you spray. zoomed in and locked in with the rocket launcher, yeah. you could just well, you could <laughs> just dodge that. If you got that, you were good enough. Really yeah. If yeah. you did the the roll moves, yes, yeah. you, you yeah. could. But yeah, you could do roll moves. That's cool. You could also. <laughs> just, what would your number four be, Dustin? My number four. Oh, I think I said. All right, I, I want some of the weird stuff that we didn't get much time with. So that's probably a saber for me. Okay. In the yeah. number four slot. Yeah, just because like they designed Old this call. whole experience around getting to fly it, and it was a moment I never expected during Halo Reach. I mean, I expected everything else in that game basically, but getting to try that that bad boy out was pretty fun. And Amalok <laughs> was also there. <laughs> was also there. my favorite things about Halo Reach: that ship and seeing Master Chief at the end. Uh, uh, all right, so spoilers. <laughs> it, it okay. Yeah. yeah, the statute of limitations on that is long no since off. expired. Uh, do we have any support? Any other support in the on the at the table here for the saber? I mean, it seems to me like yeah. the three oh, votes no. for Banshee right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, Dustin. I, all right. I'm not, I'm not against sorry. putting something <laughs> in the number five slot. Though, like we have I the think, ones that I feel very passionately about. Like I do care about the wraith, but like I'm I'm okay with putting the saber. At yeah, five. That's, that's what I was gonna say too. It's like oh. I'm not opposed to having 
a sneaky entry for something that you you're very adamant about having on, and because it is a unique experience too. Yeah. Well, what about you guys? What did, what did you What did you have at five then? I probably would have gone the wraith, but I'm me too. Just kind of like whatever. Yeah, my pick. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like fire, aggressive but. about it. Which one was the wraith? The covenant tank. Yeah. Oh, with the I'd, the arcing, the arcing. lobbing, blast yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not as actiony as the the specter or sure. saber. <laughs> but I mean, it is also like pretty pivotable. Pivotal, pivotal is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, uh, part of the series. But, when you jump but is on, it just you punch like, a guy a bunch. It's yeah, cool. and then you can plant the grenade and yeah. blow it up. That's well, they have to be drivable fun. vehicles, right? Is there any? Yeah, point that was. That was. I forgot that's one to, of your key memories. You're like, I really like destroying it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does blow. Yeah, up good. but it is yeah. because the thing I've is with sneaking. that as well as like slightly with the banshee. When it's in an area, you'll get the and you, you know if you're playing single player campaign call up, you're like, okay. There's a wraith here. You get the wraith. I'm going to kill everyone else. Like, I'm going to take the elites. You have to figure out how to stick it. And there's like a strategy centered on where it is at all times. Yeah. I really like that about it. It's like wherever the wraith is, you need to know and yeah. you need to be yeah, watching. Totally. Rate, rate of fire is really unique too in that it is a little bit slower since they have to mm-hmm. kind of arc the projectiles. Yeah. And so that creates another element of strategy of like timing of how long that is because it feels yeah. different from everything else. I like those aspects about how to combat the tank, but I'm coming at it from a perspective of stuff I really enjoy driving. driving it. and it's really fun to drive. For me, yeah. I, I didn't love that one because of the slow thing mm-hmm. like it would it's really difficult to hit ai unless they were close it was a lot easier to die in that than probably in any of the others that we've listed yeah i, I, I killed did, up pretty quickly yeah i did forget the caveat at the top uh which i had had written down but we're only going with drivable vehicles mm-hmm. from the mainline halo games the first person mm-hmm. shooters because there are a lot more vehicles in halo wars one right. and two mm-hmm. that are that are definitely uh, you know, you use them in Halo Wars, yeah. but I didn't. I didn't include Halo Wars stuff. I just want to say, as long as the brute chopper is not on this list, I, I am agree. happy. chopper got no. up there. It's no. probably why we haven't seen it. Since yeah. I was Halo so happy three. when it stopped popping up. I was just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, good, a vehicle. Oh, it's that. I'll just walk. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean I, I'm willing to. I'm willing to give you that saber. It was, All right, yeah, me too. I'll take it. Yeah, you I, win. It's funny yeah. for me. I think if I. I would probably put the the wraith next if we kept going. I would, but then yeah. I, I would take like I, said, I, I touched on this last week, but that uh, that specter that that goofy Covenant warthog mm. was just so like you said it, it is kind of ridiculous. It yeah. is the Covenant equivalent, and it, it's in that uh, one mission towards the end of Halo Two single player. But then it wasn't in any of the multiplayer maps by default. Mm-hmm. But you could. If you just go in and customize your game, exactly. you could just enable it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's you can get a couple people riding on the sides, and it's real goofy, <laughs> yeah. real dumb, and that a thing. Lot of, yeah, Not a my lot favorite. Of fun to be had with it. Randa, what was the final list? What's the final rundown? So, number one, we have the ghost. Two, we have the warthog. Three, we have scorpion. Four, we have the banshee. And five, we have saber. Aw, but it's worth mentioning that, like, if this had been a list that was about like Halo Five and multiplayer advantages, it would have been very different. Yeah, I mean, that's, mm. this is also just our personal favorites, too, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not meant to be. No, this is the official list, and anybody who disagrees <laughs> official forever. is wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go to jail. <laughs> Don't at me at Destiny. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, there you go. I hope for, that was for Max Hoberman, and hopefully everybody else was interested in hearing that. I, I suspect there will be a lot of contention at the top of that list. 
the ghost. Uh, mm-hmm. For the yeah, ghost versus warthog. It's true. That's I really expected all of you to say warthog number one, but I, don't I, know. I just no. feel like the ghost just because you do have that independence is so important. It's like I can just get in and go and like splatter people, but also just shoot them down if I need to. Yeah. yeah. Just uh. because you saw it the most doesn't mean it's like the best vehicle. And like like you said, it does control rough. I'm glad it's on the list. I would have put it on it just because it's like iconic. It's sure. hail. Yeah. It is the most iconic Halo. It is the signature vehicle, probably. But yeah, uh, yeah, definitely plenty of fond memories in Halo 2. Speaking of that rocket lock on, (laughs) you get get somebody that's. Uh, that uh, doesn't know better barreling at you. Oh, when you ghost? hit them? Yeah. And then, so and, yeah, you make a ghost explode with, yeah. <laughs> with that lock-on rocket. So it goes into many yeah. pieces. Yeah. One thing I like to do with the Banshee is, like, as my Banshee's kind of starting to fizzle out, um, if I can, like, kind of lock on to somebody, I can, like, just jump out and, like, have it explode on them. <laughs> It's very hard. But That's fun to do, or just happen. leave it like as a temptation and be like, "I know it has like one shot." Oh yeah, then bullet up as soon as someone <laughs> well, boards yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. There, there was that skill too in the Banshee of uh, you know, switching your weapon with Y to the to the plasma bomb yeah. and like trying to hit people. Like it's it wasn't easy to sort of get your target correct and and actually hit it. But boy, that that did a lot of damage <laughs> if you if you could time it and hit it properly. Real quick, before we continue, I've got to say that the podcast is feeling more like a real show than ever because I'm actually going to do a live read on a sponsorship right now. This is for our male listeners, and it's brought to you by 4 A not-so-fun fact, two-thirds of men experience hair loss by age 35. Unfortunately, by the time a lot of guys notice, it's usually too late. So if things are getting a bit thin up top or that hairline is a little farther away than it used to be, or maybe you've even seen bald spots popping up, you have the power to do something about it. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. ForHims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness that connects you with real doctors for medical-grade solutions for problems that maybe you're too embarrassed about to handle in person. No waiting room, no doctor visits, no snake oil pills or supplements they sell behind the counter at gas stations. These are prescription solutions backed by actual science. It's easy. Visit 4hims.com, answer a few questions, a doctor will review and prescribe accordingly, and products are shipped directly to your door. While supplies last, unlocked listeners can get a trial month for just $5 when they head to 4hims.com slash podcast unlocked. This would cost hundreds of dollars from a doctor or pharmacy, so 5 bucks for your first month is a steal. Again, that's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash podcast unlocked. Thanks. Now back to the show. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's move on with the rest of the podcast here. We've got plenty to talk about. I want to start with Red Dead Redemption 2, the Saber, the uh, Saber, nope, that's this thing still on the list <laughs> up here. The trailer uh, hit this morning as we record here, and uh, I want to just go around the table. Destin, what did you think of this? Wow, that trailer was real good. <laughs> I just kept watching it, and uh, I can't believe all the effects and like the set piece moments, and you can tell some of that's gameplay. The The moment that stuck out to me the most was when he when we saw the shot of the city for the first time oh, and just same. how bustling it mm. was and how alive it was, and yeah. I'm like, that seems like it's just gameplay, just a thing that could happen during your game. Uh, I, I'm more excited about Red Dead Redemption now than ever, and I can't wait to see more. Miranda? I'm watching it right now. Yeah, I was yeah. supposed to watch it this morning, but I completely forgot. Um, I'm busy with E3 wiki stuff, so Fair I didn't have a chance to watch it. But I am excited about it just because it's more Red Dead and yeah. 
it's another Rockstar game, so why not be excited? The first new Rockstar release yeah. in what will be six years mm-hmm. by the time Crazy. it releases. Alana, what did you think of it? I'm with Destin on my favorite shot being of the, the city with like that blue building, and I thought mm-hmm. this is really pretty. If you're watching Ooh, the video yeah. version, the sky, it's oh. like you can actually see the stars. It looks That's really my nice. favorite shot yeah. in the trailer. Um, but I want to see gameplay. I want to... Oh, that's the oh, shot. Oh, look at it. Yeah, the city. That's the one I'm like, I'm in. Oh, yeah. I could see it being really busy. Just thinking about GTA and how busy the, that was. Absolutely. Even GTA. Like, I remember GTA 4. One of the amazing things about it was that if it started raining, people would pull out their umbrellas yeah. and put like, things yeah. over their heads. Like, just seeing that and stuff make crazy. I'm sure it'll have that. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, how's the weather? But <laughs> yeah. again, I want to know what the UI looks like. The, the thing with this for me, and I, I know it's it's a Rockstar game. I know it's going to be incredible. Um I want to see what makes this dramatically different from Red Dead Redemption 1. I want to know mm. what's new in a way that I feel like every GTA game has been really, really distinct. I feel yeah. like, you know, San Andreas, Vice City, and GTA 3 are completely different games. 4 and 5, too. So it's like, I want to know what the thing is that's very, very different here. And I haven't seen that yet, but right. I'm, I'm going to play it regardless. Well, for yeah. me, what, what on to just piggyback off of exactly what you're saying... Rockstar's track record, we'll see if Red Dead 2 keeps it going, but their track record is they I know this is going to sound super hyperbolic and maybe kind of dumb, but like I really believe this to be true. Like I, they to me have they have raised the bar for the open world at genre yeah. with every major release they've had with, with the GTAs and I'm definitely going to put Red Dead Redemption 1 in there too like I think LA Noir too like in a, in a very different way like I think that game is very very impressive it, technically I mean it was it, or what they were doing at the time yeah, yeah I mean it, that game definitely had flaws sure. which uh, it was about the far well, I mean like they all do they all have their own flaws I mean no one's ever more, seen more than most of the Rockstar games yeah. yeah not that it was a bad game at all but um, but yeah I mean that I want to see where, because because Rockstar they've had unlimited time as we've seen. We just mm-hmm. said uh, I mean Red Dead was 2010 mm-hmm. and GTA oh. Five 2018. was 2013. Mm-hmm. So effectively unlimited time, uh, unlimited budget. Effectively, yeah. Uh, that they, they you know they're not sitting there going uh, cut cut the woods area because uh, we got to ship it. Like no, they're they're doing all of it and then some. So with their talent, budget, and time, they've, they've been able to sit here and watch the last five years of, you know, Assassin's Creed do their thing. And uh, well, basically every, every, like, every open cute. world game. Every, and, and again, <laughs> oh, I'm not disrespecting. I'm not, not dissing Assassin's Creed. I, I'm joking. Else, no, it's, it's about very good game. having <laughs> the opportunity to learn from all that right, and seeing yeah. what everyone's innovating, how they're innovating, and how maybe they can incorporate that in their own design. Exactly. Well, it. it's not even incorporate. It's more just like, okay, that's now like a thing. What? Where do we take this next? Right. They've been really good at, at answering the at having an answer for the question. Where do we take this next? Alana brought up L.A. Noir, and one thing about Rockstar is with every release, they're learning something for their next game. L.A. Noir, it was about facial animation Which and, they and how to. Again. Yeah, but and like bankrupted a studio. How, how they can improve their craft. So I'm wondering what they're going to learn from Red Dead Redemption 2's development that they're going to implement with the next with GTA, GTA 6 and in the yeah. future. I'm yeah. sure yeah. like a lot of what they've learned this time around will be GTA Online. And these trailers seem That's to be exactly story trailers, thinking. so it could be Red Dead Online. But um, I think that Max actually brought up was how when you jump into GTA Online and GTA 5, you pull up your phone. How are they going to do that in this game? Call your horse. <laughs> It just, ha- it just brings you. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like. They like pull out their how do they watch. integrate it? Oh, yeah. Maybe like again, it's I don't know what it's going to look. Maybe like. It's like a for multiplayer or something. 
Yeah, like to, to jump into the, the online version, whatever. It just did like a dip to black, then you'd be online originally, right? Well, but you, like would, you would just you queue through, into you it. You went through a menu, yeah. which is fine, but it's like it's going to be weird going back to that. I'm sure they have some so uh, it It'll be like you go to the saloon. I don't know. <laughs> Turns out it's still a phone, and they just said, you know what? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> We're just going to go with it. Yeah, that's fine. fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> no, I have no doubt this game will be incredible. I don't think that that's hypable. I think you're right in that they have unlimited resources, effectively, um, yeah. and they are making the highest grossing entertainment product of all time right now and it's still making that much money yeah. so it's like i have no doubt but it's i still want to see i want to know what i'm going to be doing i want to know how it's going to be different to red dead redemption and i was really hoping this trailer would be gameplay heavy or ui heavy or even yeah. like the way they had done the gta ones where it was like you know someone actually speaking over the top and being right. like this and grant of thought online you'll be able yeah. to buy a house you know it seems like a really <laughs> silly way said. to present that but that's that's what i want and actually and no we still I, have I a while like before it. it comes out but i want i want to know what i'm going to be doing I actually love those little vignettes where they have the narration yeah. and explaining. They did it for Red Dead Redemption 1, actually. Mm-hmm. They would talk about the Wild West and how it's going to be. And uh, it was like a separate piece from their trailers. Mm-hmm. And that's when you really got a feeling of how you were going to play it. And I know, I know what you're looking for, and I, I hope for it also. But we, uh, yeah, we still have a bit of time. Also, yeah. Monston is in it. Yes. Which is cool. Yes. We expected it because mm-hmm. you know yeah. Dutch is gang mm-hmm. but I'm still very happy that they confirmed that because I like we, uh, we are officially under six months to go yeah. till wow. Red Dead. Uh, and I don't anticipate there will be another delay. I think. Oh, no. <laughs> I think October twenty sixth. It seems pretty solid by now. Yeah. yeah. So less mm-hmm. than six months I, to go. I have a question for everybody at the table. Do you think Red Dead Redemption two has a chance to hit that bar that God of War hit this year? What do you mean? What? Of just quality? Yeah. Or is it going to be comparable to God of War? Our game of the year discussion. I mean, they're focused they're, around pitting these they're two apple and each orange other. kind of games. Right. right. They're different. Same, but, but we can only pick one for I mean, game of the year. Is it going to hit that bar? Absolutely, mm-hmm. yes. It's going. Like I have no doubt that it will hit the bar as one of the best games ever made. But mm-hmm. for me, like I can't picture a, a, a circumstance this year in which something other than God of War wins my game of the year. Oh wow. That's just right now, should. though. You know, well, like, let's see. We haven't so even far seen we don't, gameplay of yeah, Red Dead yet. I, I mean, like, I have seen. high expectations, but I don't. I'm also tempering that too. It's like we don't we don't know what this game is yet. Yeah. I mean, we have an idea of what Rockstar does, but I don't want to say like this is automatically game of the year. Yeah. I mean, you if, if do you it, think I just I'm just asking, yeah. do you think it has a chance? Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. 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 We I, could I mean, almost definitely just now put it in our top <laughs> ten of games of the year, and everyone be like, maybe. I mean, I think there was probably an episode of this show and. December, January, where I think I said something like, "If you, if you were betting Vegas, you know, like the the odds are, it's probably got the the highest, the mm-hmm. best odds, like mm-hmm. heading into the year. Like if you're yeah. just going to put money, the surest money to on a, on a game of the year game, like you know, sure. maybe some people would have." taken god of war even back then i don't i feel like that game didn't really start to mm-hmm. win people over until and, they played it until until yeah. that hands-on event when everybody's like oh my god this is a this is gonna be amazing but yeah like heading into 2018 red dead was the the at least the on paper front runner for what you'd expect and yeah i know all we have is a trailer we played god of war we know what that's at uh i don't see anything else competing with these two games though at the end of the year once we've experienced everything okay. i can't think of anything off the top of my head the, uh, like my only reason i would really disagree and of course like it's speculation that yeah both, they're both incredible i think that yeah. god of war is absolutely incredible i think red dead will be is that the way bethesda functions is that they announce something and then release it and last year 
the only game I liked less than Zelda was Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. Like the year before was Dishonored 2 was my game of the year. So it's like entirely possible that a company like Bethesda or if you, Ubisoft approaches that strategy what? to just drop something. I know what you're saying. What if CD Projekt Red is like Cyberpunk 2077 is here today? You never know. Just hey, that's surprise. Unlikely. It's but. only May and there's a lot of potential for the rest of the year. Yeah. So I don't want to like get into Xbox this. Has. Right. Oh, I'm just right. having fun. I'm yeah. not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not like we need to make the I'd like to throw up trouble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. these kind of, kinds of conversations are fun to look back on. Like, I love the idea of us fake ranking our top five games of the year, having not played. Them. <laughs> like, we could go, okay, if it's one Red Dead Redemption, two God of War, three unannounced Bethesda title, like, yeah. just, like see how well it is now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Crackdown um, is number four. <laughs> Forza Horizon, if there's a new one, chuck that in there. Splinter Cell. Who would? Ooh. Yeah, we think you would doing Splinter. So good. What about Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Alana? Yeah, Uh, yeah, you got to go down. There was an initial hands-on event, first Mm -hmm. look for the for the uh, games media, and you kindly represented us and ably represented us. I wanted to get your take on on the the game you played. I mean, all we've seen is the trailer and read your impressions. Uh, To me, I mean, it is it is literally a darker game. Yeah, by the looks of it, (laughs) than than the, the last two. Just so, Docker in general. Um, yeah, so this time you're in South America. I don't know how many countries you'll be going to, but it starts off in Mexico in a scene that's sort of like Day of the Dead. And uh, you're walking through these really big crowds. Um, Square Enix actually contacted me today asking if they could use a quote that I wrote about like how it, it really feels like there's so much happening in the crowds in the Day of the Dead festival and there's fireworks and there's all this stuff going on, but there's no frame rate drops in a way that I was like, whoa, this is actually really impressive. Uh. There's a lot of stuff happening here. People celebrating, people mourning. It was really cool. You're following this bad guy who actually seems kind of nice. Like every time that you like, you're, you're sneaking around trying to follow him. He's just like helping people. It's very odd. And you're like, oh, okay. That's, don't trust it. I don't it. know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... You, you sort of get out of that area of Mexico and you're back into the wilderness because, of course, you are trying to raid into a tomb. And that's when um, one of the first new mechanics is introduced, which is repelling. So you can now sort of – you got your pickaxes in and you can attach a rope and you repel downwards, uh, which I think changes the, the level design quite a lot. Mm. Everything you have to look at in a way that's like, can I get down from here? Should I be going sideways? It really just gives the all of the environments a lot more verticality. It's fun to control nice. too. There's swinging as well. So you can go down and then you swing to like jump onto oh, nice. somewhere. And So that's a lot of fun. Um, the other thing that is sort of a new mechanic is there's a lot of underwater exploration. Mm. And for areas where you need to what? <laughs> oh. Probably Sorry about the that. Guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like new exploration mechanics is really exciting, especially with post Breath of the Breath of the Wild world where you were able to climb anything or pretty much anything. Um, just having that freedom to kind of dig into everything that's around you is mm-hmm. really exciting. So like, yeah, more underwater in moments. Yeah, so, and the underwater stuff is always perfect. Oh yeah, really, really <laughs> intense in a way that I liked a lot because Good. you have to look for pockets of air so that you don't drown. So you're looking mm-hmm. for bubbles. Like so Super like, Mario Brothers one, kind of. <laughs> so then you you go up, you get the air, and you come back down, and it's you feel like you're going to drown at all times. And I think that's actually a thing that that series has done very well is like make you feel worried about Lara a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah and th- th- there's tension there. Yeah, and there's like one part where I was underwater, I got attacked by an eel out of nowhere, and they kept saying, "No." no in the jungle now you're in the wild nothing is safe there is like no location where you're not you might not be attacked by an animal you know it's like very intense ever going um, swimming eels. again good to know can you stab <laughs> the eels uh i did not stab the eel no I'm push stabbed. it away from me i think and then i got caught under a rock and it was all very scary i nearly drowned <laughs> multiple times i got impaled a couple of times but i think the point of both the repel and the uh changes to the underwater mechanic is that it's supposed to be all this theme of darkness all this mm-hmm. theme of going down and 
part of that is echoed in what's happening to Lara. Um, in this one, you raid a tomb and it's the puzzles that have been kind of the same. I think a lot of this is like this game will feel the same to everyone else if they've played the previous ones. The puzzles are like weight-based puzzles, some timing-based puzzles. It's all fairly simple stuff. A lot of rope stuff. Like, shoot Of course, the first ones they're going to show you too will probably be a little bit more simple. For sure. Well, it did stump me more than uh, some of the tombs in the previous games had. So okay. like, I, I did get stumped for a little bit, so that was good. But that is good. Good puzzle mechanics. Yeah, but you're going in there to... Find something before someone else does, and just without thinking about it at all, Lara just takes it. She just doesn't even really put any thought into it. Mm. And by virtue of doing that, makes something incredibly bad happen. Mm. And there's a, a conversation she has with one of her friends who's like, she's like, I have to be the one to do this. I have to save the world. We have to go here. And he was like, why does it have to be you? She's like, it always has to be only I can do this. And he's like, no, you're a narcissist. Why does it have to be you? Like, Because in the first game, she was very reactive and was reacting to things that were happening to her or to her friends. Whereas this time, she's kind of just causing the chaos and mm-hmm. not really thinking about the fact that she's doing that. And thinking that she is the most important person in the world and like is the only one who can do any of it and isn't leaning on friends for help. Uh, so it still feels like Lara, she's still definitely likable. But I think it explores the idea that... She's just messing with these historical artifacts and not thinking about what she's doing right. with yeah, them. Yeah, there's a lot of ethical yeah. issues with like any sort of tomb raiding thing, whether it's um, this or Uncharted. It's just like, hey, you're just going to some really historically ancient place that's probably really important to this country and the native people there mm-hmm. and just taking their stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's not really all that cool. And she kills a lot of people, too. Yeah, like- she just like... and. and Granted, like, usually there's are people who are threatening her life, and it's not like she just goes around, like, killing people in her way. I just wish that I could stealth but, my way through all of it. That's yeah. what I would prefer to the, do. Is, the second game had those mechanics, had stealth mechanics. It does have stealth in. mechanics, but there are definitely, there was one place in the game where it was scripted that they had found me. So I yeah. had to mm. shoot them. Um, I just wish that everything I could stealth through so that I mm. only, like, had to kill people who were right in front of me and then just, like, get out. But um, So during our initial rewind when we got the teaser trailer, I think we were guessing that it was uh, Mayan. Is that correct? Yeah. So it is that, and does it deal with the the underworld themes or not sure death? I would think so, but I'm mm. not sure. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get to see enough of that, and didn't really get to delve into that in the interview I had. So it, it does seem like uh, different outlets got different things because they were group interviews, which is like yeah. not an ideal circumstance. But um, she does have a lot of different costumes. That's the thing we confirmed. Has the it has hub worlds. I don't really know what that means, but oh, it's well, that's like, kind of the other games like like yeah, with Rise. Rise of the Tomb Raider, where you have a, um, the Soviet outpost kind of area where you yeah. just go right. there and return there to visit other places yeah so it has that oh Ooh. that was my choice <laughs> um and supposedly also some of the biggest environments that they've had in any of the tomb raider games like mm. in, in contained spaces yeah. so that should all be really cool so positive first impression overall for sure i think yeah. this game's gonna be good and i'm excited about it um but it definitely does feel very very similar i remember so hitting it, you up on slack i'm just like tell me what yeah, what you it, see? it sounds <laughs> like you're you know and i Every game publisher wants to wow with their first impression. It sounds like they didn't necessarily wow you, but definitely, you know, they're, granted, they're operating from a very high bar already. Yeah. Sounds like it's like, yeah, it looks great. I'm also but not just like, holy like, crap, wow. Personally, in a place where I don't, you have to, look, this comes back to the Reddit conversation, you have to sell me on something if I'm playing this a, a similar thing for a third time. Yeah. Right. I think this, the sell here is that it's Lara being dark and this oh, Mayan stuff as well is also, also really interesting and the environments look really pretty, but that's it. It's like, I always want to be like, what what gameplay is new? Because you have to fight with so many other games that are out that I want to oh, play. Yeah. So it's like, that's why I'm not like super right. solved. It's just like thematically changing something sure can lead to interesting events, but gameplay wise it also has to be just as interesting i do think it'll be a good game 
for sure. And I like, I think it could be a game of the year contender from what I played. It's gorgeous as well. But mm. um, it's just me. Pus- if you like the Tomb Raider games, you're gonna love it. But and I do, I'm at the point I where think, it's like, I, mean, I voted for Rise of the Tomb Raider as our game of the year in 2015. Yeah, so I'm definitely a big. Fan. I think this one uh, they did say actually they confirmed it. Uh, you could play it without having played any of the others, and I hope that people do because I feel like this is going to be the best of the three. Um, but oh. like I said again, my my issue is just. It being very similar to the other two. Yeah, I'll, I'm curious about it. Um, Rise of Tomb Raider, I liked a lot, but having done the guide, it changed my perspective on it a mm. lot as well. Yeah. Um, because that game was very, very bloated with side stuff. And I think the tombs were just such such great parts of it. But then as soon as you try to, if you try to 100% it, I'm sure you know, it's just like a pain. The first because one was pretty did, good. There wasn't too much stuff. Well, there's there still was actually quite a bit. Mm. Um and I think they got more creative with how they hid those things in the world and those collectibles. Yeah. But the second round was just overdone and where that it felt like I was collecting these things without really a purpose. And like, sure, you'd learn a little bit, and which I appreciated, which is, I think, a little bit more than some of the Uncharted games do. Um, so like you're actually kind of discovering things as you find these collectibles. But I want them to have more meaning to them especially having played god of war mm-hmm. so i hope it doesn't feel like it's just bloated because they want you to stay there longer yeah yeah i didn't so. see a lot of collectibles but that's possible it's a thing that i'm putting in a demo i don't know yeah i'm not entirely sure also i want to talk about her arms she's real <laughs> weird arms yeah she just has like, huge just... triceps but no biceps and to the extent that she does it's very weird looking it's give like her, give her some workout wait like popeye <laughs> like do you say tricep so it's like the back of her arm okay huge. yeah 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 and I wasn't the only one who noticed this because when I walked out of the demo, I was like, do you guys see her arms? And everyone was like, yeah, what the hell? It was really <laughs> she odd. She does climb a lot. Like her upper body strength she, is I, insane. I've never seen yeah. a, a human who whose arms looked like hers did, though. The shape mm. is just – I hope they fixed that. It was like mm. distractingly mm. just like – I don't know. It's yeah, it's not about her being muscular. It's like missing muscles where yes. they should be. Yeah. Right. So didn't look even at all. It was very odd. Huh. Yeah, it's like All when right. you work out one muscle group, you usually can also well, get the others. You don't kind of have to, that. right? And climbing, yeah. you're going to use your biceps at least a little bit, but it's like just a tricep. Well, now, uh, uh, now, now I know what I'm going to be looking at when <laughs> I when I uh, play at any three. I'm hoping yeah, so. that they change it. It's very odd. <laughs> All right, uh, next story here. We're already God, we're already short on time. Oh, I want to get to a story that we ran out of time for last week, but it does seem important, and I want to discuss it. It's Microsoft. You may have seen this story last week. They, have be, they are being sued over a patent infringement. Uh, this affects multiple Xbox first-party games. Microsoft is being sued by Infernal Technologies and Terminal Reality, that name may ring a bell, for the, quote, egregious and willful patent infringement of the Infernal Engine, specifically related to graphical lighting and shadowing methods. The filing states that game engines used in a number of Microsoft games, including Gears of War 4, Halo 5, and Sea of Thieves, demonstrate this uh, and that Microsoft's knowing infringement has been egregious and willful. So there's a lot going on here. According to the filing, Terminal Reality began working with Microsoft back in 95. The claim that Microsoft, uh, let's see, blah, 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 let's skip ahead to the good stuff here. Uh, the patent uh, existing ter- patents for Terminal Reality. Terminal Reality, by the way, uh, they did uh, Blood Rain, mm-hmm. if you remember them, mm-hmm. and also the very, very good Ghostbusters video Correct. game. They're based out of Texas. Yeah. I lived two blocks away from them. Nice. In Texas. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lake Dallas by Lake Dallas. Oh. Yeah. So here's uh, between – let's see. I'm going to just find the, the right thing here. 
Uh, Microsoft overcame the court rejections in 2009, at which time they asked Terminal Reality to develop a Star Wars game and during development asked for access to the source code for the Infernal Engine, which Terminal Reality granted. Uh, EA tried its luck at challenging the validity of these patents in question in 2016, arguing that they were unpatentable. EA's challenge was subsequently rejected and they entered into a formal settlement agreement with Terminal Reality. So, yeah, as, uh, as the story notes, this case has significantly more weight to it when you take that legal precedent into account mm-hmm. set from that, that EA case. So uh, Terminal Reality is looking for, quote, adequate compensation in the form of a, quote, reasonable royalty. And so you, know, you might take a, f- a first look at this and go, patent troll. They're just like trying to pick out something, trying to just yeah. get Microsoft to settle. But the EA thing, the fact that mm-hmm. they went and won, well – they had enough that EA said, uh, we'd rather not we'll lose this. We'll just go ahead and settle. Leads me to believe that there's, there's some – they've got some leg to stand on here and Microsoft may be needing to, uh, to pony up a little bit. I mean bit. a lot of patent stuff is someone in a company being like, hey, they used our thing. We can get money out of that, like for sure. But yeah. this does seem legit. The thing is as someone who doesn't understand this kind of tech, I have no idea how you notice – shadowing being the same is it because they I mean, use the same code i, I would suspect well yeah it's so, or the same technique which they have patented so right, you can't do it seems that way like it would be hard for you to just see well but i think i think a programmer like a trained eye uh-huh. can yeah, absolutely like, see it mm-hmm. yeah just as, like, as you work with something for so long you can yeah. for sure pick out those things yeah. like i'll say i've been in on a way lower level i've been around been working in the video game media space long enough where I'm pretty good at like picking out, say, like I can tell if a game's running on Unreal Engine. There's I think just like a same. certain look yeah. to it. And this is obviously it a. It seems like such a specific thing. It's like lighting I, and shadowing. I'm more surprised that Terminal Reality is still around because I thought, I thought they went out of business. I, uh, yeah. I had the same thought, Destin. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying that to be rude. No, no, not I, at all. I was just surprised, yeah. Yeah, no, you're. Well, they made good lighting, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, I mean, so, if they're entitled to it, yeah. Microsoft should just settle and pay them what they're due. Yeah. It does seem like this, given the history here, this will probably end in a settlement yeah. unless Microsoft decides they really want to dig in and, and say, no, you know what? We, we don't see this. We're going to take it. We're going to take this all the way to, to the end. Microsoft mm-hmm. certainly has the resources to do that. Not that EA didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess it'll just depend on how Microsoft's technical people and legal <laughs> team this sort uh, of stuff happens as, advise on sure. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll just settle. It happened to Nintendo like two years ago, right? But I, Same I, sort of thing with the Rumble Packs or something. I think Nintendo it's, is also facing some sort of patent lawsuit right now, too. Yeah. For, their, for something like that. They just, they just got to figure out their agreement. What I wonder, though, what I, what I think maybe an applicable thing to pull out of this would be if, if uh, okay, so Sea of Thieves is out now. That game yeah. is it's just going to continue to evolve as it, as it has released. But when it cites Halo 5 and Gears of War 4. Mm-hmm. Are uh, our engine changes going to have to be made to those games? Because you, you got to figure, Halo uh, Six is probably probably quite far along. Whether it's actually coming out this year or it's going to be 2019, but from a technical perspective, it's probably pretty far along. Are they going to have to make some code based changes that could take you know could take them? We don't know, like a good chunk no. of extra time to go. Fix all this, and then with gears, which is which is based off on well, because Engine. it's not it's not like them settling would be them just like buying the rights to use the patent because that's not how that works. They are 
they've, they legally infringed on something that they have to fix in reverse. So it is entirely possible that they have to take the code out, which I don't know how complicated that is. I mean, I, 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 I don't think well, I mean, I think at this everything solves with money. For, a, ro- for a royalty. Royalties. So yeah. like, there's a way to work with this, too. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you can just do royalties when you're being sued over infringement, though. Well, that's have to pay according to what's here. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if they just want money, the give them the royalty. money. You're right. But yeah. I, again, I, yeah. I'm I'm more I'm sort of more wondering about the future. Like this, mm-hmm. the, you know, it's Halo Five Gears Four. Sea of Thieves are they either are agree to just keep here. giving them a royalty, or they use something but, else. But yeah, like I guess the the two choices would seemingly be go change the code for Halo Six and Gears Five, or go ahead and just factor in a royalty into your budget. I don't know. Or if it really was coded from scratch and just sort of looks like what Terminal Reality was doing or like really close because obviously it was good tech, then they they can show the code and show the discrepancies, but yeah. that'll be determined in mean, court. Yeah, that would be yeah. them challenging the lawsuit yeah. rather yeah. than yeah. settling. So just we'll see. Wait and see for sure. Yeah. yeah, we'll keep an eye on this story for sure. All right, we're running out of time, but on a happier note, Phil Spencer, uh, his trips to Japan, which he's uh, he's sort of mentioned on Twitter repeatedly, like, oh, I'm over in Japan meeting with people. They seem to be bearing fruit. Yay! He took to Twitter again this week uh, in response to someone asking, hey, Phil, are we going to see any, any JRPGs on Xbox uh, at E3? And Phil replied saying, as of now, yes. Things can change, but like last year, I wanted to make sure we supported our Japanese publishers on our stage, and this year we are working to do the same. It's important to us. Ryan, if this is Lost Odyssey 2, the audience is going to lose their minds. Mm-hmm. You, that, have it, you have it listed. Well, you, yeah, you're going right where I was hoping you would <laughs> yeah. go. Um, That's nope. the first thing I thought. Before I even looked at your notes, I'm like, yeah. Lost Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, It's the first thing I thought of, too, which is why I wrote it down. Uh, yeah, I mean... That, that now I think Mistwalker. I don't think Mistwalker is still around, mm. which is the studio that made Lost Odyssey. Okay, it's not to say it couldn't be picked up and, and maybe the done I, again. somebody has the IP. Well, presumably Microsoft still has the IP, mm. but uh, yeah, I mean we're, we all remember Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey mm. were like the two, mm-hmm. the two sort of great hopes for for the Xbox in the in the mm. Japanese gaming market, and it, you know they didn't quite pan out. But that's but Lost Odyssey was the one that resounded the most as a community. Would you would you two say that yeah. also? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. was, I, I would love. To I was see like, what if they just bring that. back Scalebound? <laughs> that's not happening. No. You got to oh, let yeah. that what go. They did. Yeah, I don't think you that, probably. I mean, they. <laughs> you probably don't cool. want them to bring it back. They probably canceled it for, for a reason. reason. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, uh, you got to figure. A lot of people are probably going to think, you went right to Lost Odyssey. I know a lot of people out in our audience right now have probably already thought, oh, maybe Final Fantasy XIV will finally come to Xbox. Oh, my so God. Scary. That would be a big deal, right? Yeah, that would be a, a big get for sure. I, That's the whole cross-platform play that yeah. we've been yeah. doing yeah. lately, yeah. you know? So what I really want is the original Kingdom Hearts game on Xbox. Because mm. we're getting Kingdom Hearts 3 on Xbox, it's just like, why not the other two? <laughs> or the rest of the whole collection, if you want to do that. Oh, right. Um, because they're still kind of stuck on PS3, and there's some on PS4, of course, right now. Does Kingdom Hearts count as a JRPG? Yeah. It does? I Definitely. Mean, yeah. It's Square. I, 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 I mean, know there, it's Square. There are Western characters. No, 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 no. I'm not yeah. saying it's the fact that I don't know that it fits into that genre. I would call it like an action adventure. Nah, I'd call it a JRPG. I mean, it's like, yeah, JRPG, but with like, the action twist on it. I mean, mm. it's like Final Fantasy 15. Mm. There's like a leveling mechanic and stuff, yeah. right? Is there? I don't know. Huh? But also the, the RPG versus action yeah. adventure well, the, debate. The, I mean, the, the battle blends. system is very much... Well, it's three's not quite well, like that. But the other ones are. Yes. They're all action, more action-based. Yeah. Because it's more like... 
the same vein of Final Fantasy 15 than it is like Final Fantasy 7 or something because it's not turn based. Yeah. I'm not a big Kingdom Hearts fan. <laughs> well, okay. I am, and I, I want mean, on the Xbox. I, that's great. That's great for that community. I'm just saying I don't know enough about it because, to speak intelligently about because Kingdom Hearts, we're so. starting to get more Square games on Xbox. It's just like, hey, it'd be really cool if we could catch up the rest of people who didn't get a chance to play it originally. Yeah. If they I think that applies to like a lot of Kingdom Hearts is that they've all been on such different platforms. So. Yeah, it's like, oh, this one was on the DS. Yeah. And then... It's just all over the place. It'd be like very them. convenient yeah. to have them on there. I, yeah, yeah that, so cool. that, that would be kind of a cool thing to see them kind of bring back over to Xbox. I'm hoping this is a new IP, personally. Oh, for sure. Like, there's there's a lot of potential with this. I think this, that was the first thing that stuck out to me because we are getting Kingdom Hearts 3 on Xbox. Yeah. So, What if it's an exclusive line of Final Fantasy games that only are on Xbox? Would that be going backwards and be a negative thing? I, mean, or I don't, I don't think it would be that. exclusive. Maybe no, I don't. Because it's happening. Square and they would... Yeah. There's just, there's, you can't leave that much money on the table when, mm-hmm. when the Xbox is... A, is just a non-factor in Japan. They're also supporting 15... That's a, well, they could do 15 content that is Xbox first. Like, I could see yeah. that happening. But they're supporting 15 for a long time. Like, I don't think we get Final Fantasy the oh. next one for a long time. I'm saying like a line of games like they do Final Fantasy Tactics that's only on Xbox or something like Just something like crazy that probably would never happen. Eh. You never know. Just, just one new IPs. Yeah. I, I've got to figure Cap- Capcom maybe... Uh, involved in this somehow just because ca- the, the capcom microsoft relationship goes back a long time to yeah. to dead rising one yeah. and has and has persisted i do think uh, we're since. probably going to get a new devil may cry this year but again really I'm, I'm in that headspace where i'm like is that a jlpg no 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 definitely not. right but what if <laughs> it is now not. well i don't know, <laughs> I don't know what, so you what you consider kingdom hearts i don't know yeah, I just want. Well, this is the thing that we have every time we have a game of the year meeting. That's like, is it an RPG or an action adventure? I don't know. And like, I feel like that way about Kingdom Hearts. Whereas I would have thought Devil May Cry was definitely action, rather than. Yeah, it, I mean, it is more on the action side, especially since it's not turn based. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't <laughs> really anyway, matter. Phil's uh, been openly calling out Sony like we want to play together. Well, I don't know if yeah, Phil, but oh, Microsoft well, I, has calling out's a strong not word. Yeah. But, calling but they, out, but just been, saying we want to play together. Right. Let's make it happen. They've made it clear that like, yeah. hey, we're totally cool with this. So yeah. is everyone else. Like, so is Rocket League. So is Fortnite. It's yeah. like it's mm-hmm. just Sony that's not doing that at this yeah. point, which yeah. is unfortunate. Yeah, let's break those barriers down. But I get like if they they have the firewall, the highest selling of the hardware, why they would not want to do that. Like, I understand the last. It sucks for everyone. The last game I can remember that you could play PlayStation and Xbox together was Final Fantasy XI. You could play everybody, PC, uh, 360, and PS2 Mm -hmm. all all, all occupied that same MMO game world. And being a Final Fantasy XIV player, I know that community has forever wanted Xbox to have that game, and it's the only platform that never got it. So I think it would still be a pretty big deal because it would set the precedent for the future. Doesn't (laughs) 14 have this weird economy problem? Like, I read into this. It's pretty fascinating where basically people who got super rich bought out all the housing, and now no one else in the game can afford to buy housing. And it's like a big problem for newcomers because they can't get houses. Wow. Because the rich people... Yeah, it's insane. (laughs) And so Uh, they they patch something to be like, you can only own like this amount of... Mm -hmm. Like, basically to prevent a monopoly because all the rich people own too much stuff i I don't know about all that but like uh the housing thing is like where you meet up with your crew basically Mm. and hang out so i haven't really messed around with that aspect of it too much but if you're just out in the open world you can just basically do everything anyway yeah yeah all right so we will stay tuned to e3 and we'll see what microsoft's got got cooking i'd also really like for them to get visual novels like that's not oh yeah (laughs) 
I, like on, in the vein of just Japanese. Japanese games that don't come to Xbox, like that's a big one that I'd really like yeah. to see expanded. What's an example? Uh, so there's a lot. Like there's this one that's been republished a billion times on everything called Hakuoki, mm-hmm. and it's also been on. It's been on like the DS systems and the Vita and the PS4 and the PS3. And I'm like, but what about the Xbox? Even though it's been <laughs> on everything, like that's just a good starting point because it's a really popular one. I was stoked with that uh, I mentioned this two or three weeks back. East Origin, oh, which, yeah, has been, yeah. which has yeah. been on a million platforms, but it's the first time it finally came to Xbox, which is yeah. great. So I, I started playing uh, that again because I love East a lot. <laughs> um, I know it's not an RPG, but uh, the one that the, the Japanese developed game for xbox that would that would get me splinter and hollering no, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> ninja gaiden ah if yeah. not, yes. ninja gaiden 4 i don't know you know how likely that is because team ninja specifically i mean they just came off of a huge hit in the form of neo which didn't come to xbox so i i would maybe it's neo i would venture a guess oh, no, that RPG. we'd see a neo 2 yeah. before a ninja gaiden 4 but who knows? Time will tell. All right. What if we get a new Dragon's Dogma? Woo! Crack <laughs> wild! I love Dragon's Dogma. Vagrant so story. Yeah, you you're a, you are definitely hold the torch to bear bear the very good video game. The, the uh, fan club on that one. All right. I lastly, uh, you may by now you've probably got your April Xbox update, but just some some quick notes on what it's going to add for you: a low latency mode, uh, which depending on your TV could be super beneficial to you. If you are using the AMD, the FreeSync or FreeSync 2 displays, you can uh, do a variable refresh rate, which is pretty awesome. That'll help cut down your input lag and minimize display stuttering. S and X, uh, Xbox Ones, can output at 1440p, which again is is specific to, depending on the monitor you have, that might be very, very beneficial to you. Uh, Share controller feature on Mixer, which is cool. Uh, you can post captured screens and clips directly to Twitter that, without having to go through an intermediary. That's great. Very happy about that one. Uh, high contrast lighting theme, basically a a, a night theme. You can mm-hmm. take make everything so it doesn't quite sear your retinas <laughs> playing at night, which is when all, that's basically all <laughs> I play is at night. And let's see, narrator functionality, and let's see here. Uh, oh, adjusting music and game audio separately, uh, quickly and easily from the guide, which is oh, nice good. too. And then, oh, and you'll soon be able to link your Discord account to Xbox Live. Discord's That's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I use Discord every day. So, mm-hmm. nice. so good stuff there. And then finally, real quick before we get to the end of the show, uh, the Marketplace Report and the trivia, State of Decay 2 is getting a, a what appears to be a small-scale technical alpha. So if you want to get a try and get an early look, maybe Beta. submit a few. Thank you. I didn't uh, know about this, so I'm very glad. It, this, to yeah, it was news to me too. It just uh, popped up. So if you want to sign up for this, maybe be able to contribute some bug reports or however other feedback you might want to give. You want to be a, a constructive part of this, you can sign up at stateofdecay.com slash beta dash sign up. Let's take a look at that. All right. A lot of Pierce. Marketplace, what can we spend our money on and or download for free? Uh, May Games of Gold, we have Super Mega Baseball 2, May 1 to 31 on Xbox One. Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, May 16 to June 15, Xbox One. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I know you yeah. Last uh, Sega Vintage Collection, Streets of Rage, May 1 to 15 on Xbox One and Xbox 360, and Vanquish, very, very, very good video game, May 16 to 31 on Xbox One and Xbox 360. 
releases Super Mega Ball, Super Mega Baseball Two. That no, that's games of gold. Yep. It's just all different. <laughs> it's it's also out if you wanted to buy it. But you can also buy it. <laughs> I guess if you're not a gold um, member, you'd have to buy it. Battle Zone Gold Edition, which is a sci-fi tank shooter. Through the Woods, you journey in this third-person psychological horror game. Sounds good. Outbreak, the Nightmare Chronicles. That's Outbreak. That sounds spooky also. City of Brass <laughs> is coming out May 4th. Uh, you become a daring thief in the City of Brass. Uh, Aquamoto Racing Utopia. That sounds cool. It's a jet ski racing game. Drive on Moscow from the makers of Battle of the Bulge. All right. Uh, what? Uh, it's a tactical turn-based strategy game where you can choose to defend the homeland of the Soviets. And Bounce Rescue, which is a challenging side-scroller. The lack of a, a comma is or isn't very key to that. Because I'm thinking, like, drive on, Moscow. No, it just says like, drive no, on, Moscow. Drive on, Moscow. Yeah. They're like, okay, I get it. We're, yeah. we're, we're attacking it. I get well, but it says you can, you can defend the homeland as the Soviets... Or lead a push on Soviet capital. Ah, okay. Mm. How come the thieves are always uh, daring? What about the awkward thieves? (laughs) They probably don't do that. Yeah, they're not very successful. They get caught quickly. Like you, I think you have to be successful at stealing like three times before you're a thief. So because they're awkward, they just don't accomplish anything. I'm here to steal your stuff. Well, the way that I played games, you would say I'm not very daring because I'll like take hours watching the guards patrol and be like, Oh my gosh, me too. Going like stealth game. It's like, well, um, trying to plop down, make my tea. The overly cautious. Thief? That is me. Yeah. Yeah. Alana, yeah. It's like, you gotta do it perfectly. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta know where those gods are going before right. I'm like, okay. Learn the pattern. Next pattern. building. All right. Halt. <laughs> <laughs> the real life accurate thief that You'd, takes an hour to map out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd starve to death. It would be bad. <laughs> all right. Uh, all you Sam Fishers, settle down in here. Uh, let's do the unlock block trivia totally real quick before we hit the road. A scoring update. We've got Alana out in front with seven points. Wow. Brandon, uh, who's unfortunately not here today, five. Miranda at four. It's my chance to catch yeah, up, Yeah, let's, let's maybe. Get, you, yeah. get you boosted up in the rankings one, a little so. bit. Okay. I do have a point. You do have a point, Destin. You're not out of it yet. Right. It's only May. Yeah, it's only halfway through. <laughs> see if we can see if Brandon's sick a few more days this year. <laughs> so this Gets question... food poisoning and it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> this question comes to us from Darren in Brunswick, Ohio, who asks one that absolutely stumped me. I'll see if you guys know this one. Which band's music is featured in the closing credits of Dragon Age Origins? 30 Seconds to Mars. Brandon knows it. Audio Slave. Oh, I figured it would. Tangerine Dream or Muse. Now, the reason I think this is a great question is because none of these would be ones I'd, if I were just given a if it were just an open-ended question without multiple choice, I would never guess any of these would be in in the credits of Dragon Age Origins, a sort of fantasy RPG. But one of them is. I didn't finish this game, but I also, like, same point, I can't be like, oh, this one seems likely. Like, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I'm going to go Destin's way first. I've never played a Dragon Age game. I love okay. Bioware. Oh, but you I know love what Bioware. I know the basics about most of their games, and yeah. yes, I do know about Dragon Age. But uh, Mass Effect is like the game that I've played tons of, obviously, yeah. as you all know. If you that makes the sense, show. that's how I'm with Bethesda. Like I'll play Fallout forever, yeah. but I don't really care for Skyrim or all. Okay. The same. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Just thank you. We're all in the same boat on that one. Oh. We're not. We're not so, all in the same boat. Oh, you're a Skyrim. Skyrim. I'm an Elder Scrolls fan. Yeah, that's good. Okay. That's yeah. good. We gotta have someone yeah. there. Yes. All right, so my, my guess is random. I just really like Muse, so I'm going to say Muse. Okay. I could see it being Audio Slave also, but I'm going Muse. All right. D. I'm going to go uh, Lana's way next. I was thinking Muse. You can pick 
Oh, you're like, oh. Destin picked it. I better get out of here. <laughs> well, if I don't know, like, I could see it being 30 Seconds to Mars, but I'm like, which song of that? Like, that seems like a thing that would have been popular at the time. What are their songs? There's uh, They lot. just came out with, an, like, an album around that time, I think. Mm. So I think I'm going to go 30 Seconds to Mars. Okay. Miranda? I was also going to pick 30 Seconds to Mars. Muse does a lot of like collaborative works, too, because I did like a song for Twilight and mm-hmm. a bunch yeah. of other stuff, too. So I, I don't see it being out of the realm of possibilities, but I am a big Muse fan, and I am almost certain that I don't remember them doing anything for a video game. Okay. So I'm going with 30 Seconds to Mars, I guess. Okay. All right. Well, wise choices. It wasn't oh, these 30 uh, seconds to Mars. I'm so worried about that. Excellent I job. I was like, it's going to be audio slave. We're all going to be yeah. wrong. I don't oh, even yeah. know what songs 30 seconds to Mars sings. So. Uh, oh, um, gosh. I, I weirdly feel that. like I could give you tunes more so than I could <laughs> give you lyrics. Yeah, there's what? a few... Like attack is one, but you're mm, not gonna know what that yeah. is from that. Oh yeah, that my there's favorite. that one anyway. that's like we are the something. something <laughs> Catch him up <laughs> off the air because uh, we do need to hit the road. We're over oh, an hour. My we've pitch got... is too perfect, and we're gonna copyright that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh yeah, the kill, and this is kill. for Kings and right. Queens. Uh, oh, I invite kills. you to play along. Play, uh, help us out here. Send in your Xbox-related trivia questions to. Unlocked at IGN.com. Please include four multiple choice answers. Note the correct one in your email, and uh, I'll just pick a good one to play for next week. We've got a nice competitive unlock block uh, game going here in 2018, which uh, which always makes me happy that it's, uh, that it's nice and we, anybody could win. I'm just, so yeah. glad I caught up. I'm getting there. Yes. Yeah. All right. That takes us to the end of the show. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, I'll mention, depending on when you see this, so Thursday morning, which may already be have happened by the time you see this, uh, we have an exclusive first look. We got to see Red Dead Redemption 2 running. Uh, not I'm, we. Not somebody at IG. <laughs> it, um, unfortunately, unfortunately, it was not yeah. me. I, yeah, yeah. I'm very jealous. Are we allowed to say who it was? Yeah, it was John Ryan. Uh, yeah, he got to, he got <gasps> to no, check no. it out. Yeah. <laughs> and also our UK team all together. So we've got a, a team coverage of uh, yeah, big first look at Red Dead Redemption Two. If uh, if you depending on when you see this, just, yeah, please check that out. That is, uh, we'll, we learned a lot. We know uh, you I'll might not you be much. interested in it, but you know. <laughs> no, I, in John Ryan on. has an awesome plan for you guys. Uh, yeah. Really excited to see it hit the covers mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah, and then unfiltered, uh, the current episode is Joseph Farris. It's still uh, that's April. Yeah, the May one. Won't, well, I guess it's another week or two out. So please check out unfiltered. I would super appreciate that. Destin. Yeah. Hey. So. The next thing on IGN you're going to see me doing, I'm probably going to be reviewing Warmind, the new Destiny expansion. So check that out next week. Probably by the end of the week we'll have the review. We'll probably do a review in progress by Wednesday uh, the next day. Uh, yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Destin Gary, And I still stream Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 at twist.tv slash the Destin channel. Awesome. Miranda? You can find me at Havoc Rosens, Havoc with a K, pretty much anywhere. Um, right now, my big focus is the iGen E3 2018 wiki. So if you have any questions about E3 or if you know a game that's going to be at E3 or you just want to know what games will be at E3 have been confirmed, please check that out because I work very hard in making sure that's up to date. Probably worth look pretty. bookmarking that yeah. and just check coming back to it on a regular basis because right? yeah, you're sure. constantly updating it with new stuff. Mm-hmm. So we catalog all the rumors, all the confirmed games. I think there's eight confirmed games. Like everyone on staff uses that wiki too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, Miranda, please <laughs> yeah. help. People are like, I'll link you to oh, it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and we have all, of course, the press conference times. We'll be adding the live show time soon as well. So please check that out. Um, otherwise, I'm just kind of helping out here and there. Yay, anime. Yay, anime. 
<laughs> so, so you said it. <laughs> Take us home, Alana. I'm at Charalanazad on all the social media. It's my name in the middle of Charizard. And now that I'm traveling less, I've been working on a lot of uh, op-eds. I have one hopefully going up this week that's about uh, violence in video games where I actually interviewed a psychologist so that I could like really find out the impact that that might have. Uh, it was specifically about themes like domestic abuse uh, spanning from Detroit become human controversy. So it was mm. like, does having these in video games hurt people or help people? And I think the answer was actually very, very interesting. Mm. Um, and then the next one that I'm going to start writing at the end of this week is going to be about Xbox. So that should be up next week as well. So keep an eye after that. Outstanding. All right. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you back here next week.